0: Hi, I'm Cody Elaine Oliver. I created the popular Black Love docu-series with my husband. After seeing the lack of Black people in media and entertainment in happy, loving relationships, we were actually being told there was a Black marriage crisis. So I asked Black people who were married what it takes to make their marriage work. And after more than 200 interviews, I've heard it all. So buckle up and enjoy getting the full story directly from the couples themselves. This is Black Love The Interviews.
1: I'd say when we first met, we actually were both working at Google. I had just started. And um, she had been there for a little while. Um, A couple months. Yeah, a couple months. But I actually saw her before she saw me. And I saw her in one of the Google cafeterias. Google has many cafeterias. And I saw her and she had caught my eye, but I didn't I didn't say anything. I'd only been there for a couple of days and I was kind of with my new friends that I just met, new coworkers. But I did end up seeing her the next day, just at a random, another random cafeteria. We happened to go to the same one. And I saw her in line getting food. And that's when I decided that I was gonna say something or do something. And so she had sat down with her group of friends and I was still getting food. And I, uh, when I was done getting my food, I had gone and sat down with their, with their group and I was just kind of listening to the conversation and just kind of interjected just when I made, I just made a comment, I don't remember what it was, they were talking about something and I (laughs) kind of made myself my way into the conversation and, uh, and that's how we met, that's what's the word, that's how we got started. Yeah. I
0: I remember when we sat at the table, I liked him, like there was some instant chemistry and I remembered his name. And when I went back to my desk, I repeated over and over. And when I got to my desk, I had already had three friend invites—one from him and two of his friends. <laughs> and I would talk to his friends about him, and they're trying to talk to me. I'm like, and I'm asking about him, and <laughs> <laughs> it was just really awkward. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And of course, of course, they didn't—they didn't tell me that she was asking about me. They kept nope. that—they kept that secret. But mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we got it worked out. <laughs>
0: Made his move it was actually we went to the Google dance it was this was in 2007 it was August 7th 2007 um, it's kind of like think of a high school dance but with alcohol and music and video games and he was dancing and we were with my friends and I saw him dance and it, it, the way he danced is just so cute and I kind of fell in love with him just watching him dance and then at the end of the night, uh, my car was parked somewhere else, and I had his jacket because, of course, it gets cold in, in um, Mountain View, California, at that time of year. He drove me back to his to my car, and I gave him a kiss on the cheek and gave him back his blazer. Um, but that was—it didn't take long.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we—you know—we were pretty much constantly chatting and talking on, on instant messenger. While we were at work, and we would do lunch quite quite oftenly, um, so we got to see a fair amount of each other. Mm-hmm. And she was living pretty much across the street, pretty Around much the Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I moved in pretty quickly. <laughs>
0: Did you? Mm-hmm. So how long were you guys dating, and what was that conversation?
1: Um, it was just a gradual. I would um, toothbrush. Yeah, it's it's those things where it, it starts off with you get a toothbrush, you know, then you maybe get a drawer, change the clothes, you know, then a few more clothes and a few more clothes.
0: It was just convenient because at the time he was living in San Mateo and it was like a twenty mile. About drive a twenty mile drive. And I was around the corner, so it was
1: just really convenient. Mm-hmm. So we were home before most people were getting on the freeway,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: it, it was definitely convenient. And we worked with the same company. At Turner as well, so that was also we used to car- we carpool.
0: We were, we're definitely spoiled.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: we were spoiled. He knew from the very beginning. I'm very traditional, so I have a kind of a. It wasn't written kind of unsaid, but like after two years, if there's no proposal, what are we doing? Um, I didn't even have to repeat anything, but on our two year anniversary of us meeting,
1: he proposed. I mean, I probably knew probably within two weeks that that she was on it doesn't really take guys very long, but we did the traditional thing. Um, I went back to meet her family. He did ask my father to marry me. I asked, yeah, I asked permission from uh, your father. Yes. And He said yes. <laughs> and I got to meet the whole extended family. That was that was a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> my family's crazy.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I mean my my family's just as crazy. She's she's gotten to meet a few of those. <laughs> I, and I'm generalizing, but most guys they know if they've made up their mind or if they're just kind of killing time hmm. until something maybe something else comes along. It's one of those things where that. if there's any doubts, then it's probably not. But when mm-hmm. there is, there is no doubt. There is no doubt.
0: Yeah, and we we had instant chemistry.
1: Like mm-hmm. I remember when I first saw him,
0: I, I knew he had on cargo pants, and I recognized the style of his hair. It was just everything about him that just made me. So I will gush. say the
1: first thing that caught my eye when I first noticed her was I was <laughs> we were both in the cafeteria, and I was in line to get food, and she was in line further ahead. And I could just see a row of people and this kind of butt sticking out of the line. And I kind of followed the butt up and and that's what caught my eye.
0: (laughs) I've always been far away from home. So I would call my mom. I'm already 3,000 miles away. Hey mom, I've met this guy. I've been very independent since 16. So it wasn't an issue
1: for my mom. Yeah, I said, my mom, she had a she, they had a little bit of a rough rough time. My mom was a little bit closer Very and rough. a little bit more more clingy. <laughs> and I had actually moved back in with my parents. This was around 2006, I want to say. We had, um, they were trying to keep the house, ended up losing the house in San Mateo, California. Um, just, it was just economically rough times. Around that time, I had moved back in, but we still lost the house. But yeah, I was living with my parents and uh, my mom. And so she had a probably a more difficult time letting go. And they, they clashed on a few things.
0: Well, the,
1: when he first moved in,
0: um, in California, the cost of living is very high. So every year we had to move. And when it gets to the point where my lease was up and we wanted to get our own place, we had a, a real big trauma <laughs> with his mom because she uh, had thought that she was going to buy a house with him and she wanted to move with us and it was just
1: bad it was pretty there rollout. were there was a was lot a of assumptions that that weren't really discussed or plans you know plans had changed and they weren't really updated we had to sit down and have, have a few talks and um you know maybe what her plans were in, in the past were no longer really going to happen um so we just had a kind of update of plans of what's going on since you know i'm going to marry this woman um we kind of had to revise kind of what our future plans were uh, so we made, um, we made plans to go to, uh, go to dinner, and so on the way to dinner, I kind of made a short detour, and she eventually noticed, hey, where, this is not the directions, this is not the way to go to the restaurant, and so I had actually pulled into the first place that we kissed after that, that first Google dance. kiss on the cheek. Kissed on the cheek, yes, and and that's where I proposed to her. We kind of just got out of the car, and I had the ring, we already had the, the ring picked out, and and uh, that's when I proposed, mm-hmm. and then we went to dinner. <laughs> well, she said yes.
0: I was, I, and I completely missed the fact that we missed the exit because I was on Facebook talking to my friends, congratulating us on two-year anniversary. So I wasn't, and I looked up like, "Hey, where are we?" <laughs> I completely missed it. So because we had already moved to. Georgia. We decided to have our wedding in somewhat of a central location, but it really wasn't central for anyone. So we got married in Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. We wanted to have a destination wedding, but a U.S. destination wedding. So we had a mm-hmm. beach wedding. We had people come from Philadelphia, people from California, people from the Atlanta area. So we had people from all over. Um, and it was Right, right before the wedding ceremony, a storm had passed through like two days, and I was the day little, before, the night before, yeah, yeah. I was a little worried that the beach wouldn't dry up, but it it, dry, it dried up, and we had a very beautiful wedding. It was memorable. We did a, a compilation dance, <laughs> so we surprised. A oh lot yeah, we we'll have
1: to show the video. <laughs> um, what was but- a
0: compilation dance? So in the beginning, it starts out we're dancing slow. Um we uh, dance to Brian McKnight's song. Um, What's the name of the song? I can't remember. Um, But it starts out slow and then like the record scratches and then it turns into a faster paced song. So we dance to Baby... Going down, 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 down.
1: She so had a whole choreograph that, yeah. all that we had whole routine that we'd through. And- we did a little bit of fast uh, hip hop merengue, dancing, hip hop, reggae, salsa. <laughs> salsa in there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it surprised a lot of people. For us, I would say, not the first, I'd say the first year before, I'd say when we moved out here that first year was our hardest
1: and probably there was there was just a lot of a lot of adjustments and uh, we actually we so we were moving into our new home at the same time we, we got married yeah yeah don't do that a month no.
0: before we bought a house our first house before we got married but even before that we had just put down the contract. Adonis got laid off and his father died all within three days. Yeah. And I think that was really trying because I was also unemployed. So I didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. He got laid off. We just signed a contract on a house where we wouldn't be able to get our deposit back. Um, so that was
1: that was a little... Yeah, I got laid off literally the day after we had, we had signed our house. Mm-hmm. And Yeah.
0: Yep. And then he had to go out to California for a funeral. And then... Two days later was his birthday. It was just, that was rough. So one thing I, I did notice when a man loses his job, it was really hard on him. He was very stressed and just felt um, like inadequate when, when a man doesn't have a job. It is a very difficult time. And I just tried to be supportive and loving and, you know, and I did find a job like right, like a, a month later into that but mm-hmm. I just tried to be really supportive and say it's okay baby and just really stand by him and, you know let him know he'll find something soon
1: yeah I remember being really depressed um you know guys they tend to identify themselves with their job that's why there are so many crazy hats out there mm-hmm. all to help you know identify you know if you're a police officer or a chef you've got these crazy hats mm-hmm. and uh it, it is part of your part of our identity um so it can be really really rough and um, my dad had passed away which was I would say it was difficult not just because he passed away but really because we had just met she actually found my father who I had not met in my my adult life and this this was when I was 30
0: 30 mm-hmm.
1: so I didn't get to meet my father until I was 30 and he passes and he passed away about two years later it was almost full two years later and, and it was right pretty much right before we had moved to to Atlanta Georgia from California So we didn't really get to spend too much time together. Uh, So it was was difficult.
0: When we were originally dating, um, my husband, he was raised by a single mother. And I recognized that he had a lot of hangups about men. And I thought that stemmed from, you know, not growing up with his dad. So I prayed on it and I said, you know what? I'm going to look for his dad. I, I know he's probably out there. I would like for him to meet his dad. And I did a search. I, I did a lot. of. I'm an analyst, so I did a lot of research and just trying to dig into the different public records that I could found that I could find. And I found a woman who was married to him. And I kind of knew his name because he wasn't even sure of his father's name. (laughs) So it was a little difficult. But I ended up finding a picture on Facebook from a woman who was married to him. And all I knew was like, Kashaw, that's all I had. And I found this woman, her cousin had a picture on Facebook that had some children in it. And one of the little boys in the picture looked like it kind of resembled him. So I thought, okay, maybe I have the right family. So I wrote a letter. I went to the house. It was only literally 10 miles from where we were living at the time. And I didn't get a reply. It was like a month later and I was about to give up. And uh, one day I was at work and the lady called me. She said, hi, Kakia, we got your letter. We got the pictures. And yes, that is Donis's father. And it was and the little boy in the picture was
1: his brother. So and And we were literally in the same city. I'd been living in the same city. Same city. Yeah.
0: So once I found him and I got pictures of his father, I sat down with him and I said, Babe, I normally don't think do things behind your back, but I gotta tell you something. Um um I've been looking for your dad because I think it could and this was before we were gonna get married. I I thought he needed to meet his father and you know have a a relate have established that relationship and i said I-, I found your dad and i don't want you to be mad at me but i i think it's good for you to know where you come from and to reestablish that bond and i showed him pictures and he was just kind of emotionally confused
1: i remember being a little bit, a little bit upset mm-hmm. and uh it, w- it felt a little invasive that person i was Still not quite sure how to, how to process all of it, um, but we, we worked through it, and uh, it was definitely definitely you know, it was definitely for the best, but at the time, it was certainly a shock. Mm-hmm.
0: He was a little mad, just a little bit. Yeah, so we met his dad and his three brothers, um, and now we have two nephews and a, mm-hmm. rela- a good relationship with them. I grew up with both my parents, which is probably why I recognized what he was lacking. And just some of the comments that he made about men, I disagreed with. And I thought, you know, I had very high ideals and images of men. And when he would say certain things, I'm like, I don't think all men are this or all men need that. Um, So he just had some generalizations where I'm like, where'd you
1: get that from? Um, So.
0: So, what were your views on marriage before you met her? Did you know you wanted to get married?
1: Did you? You know, I'd always assume so, but of course, you 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 assume you know, marriage and you know, two point five kids and a (laughs) a dog, um, you know, white or, or yellow picket fences, whichever color you like. But you never really know. You know, you have these ideas of maybe growing old with somebody, but they're they're distant and they're 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 still dreams. You know, they're still something that you can picture, but you can't backtrace them to your current position where you are now. So it's all about kind of getting on that path where you can picture that and getting on a path where you can backtrack each each step to where your current position is. Um, and so that's, that's just how, how to get to that point.
0: There's so many things that I love about my husband, um, but I'll say my favorite is that I think he really compliments me. I'm super A type personality. I'm high energy. I'm bouncing off the wall. And not that he's my complete opposite, but he's mellow. He's down to earth. And he helps me to relax when I'm stressed. So he brings me down from my high in so many ways in a good way. And conversely, and vice <laughs> I bring him up when he's too mellow or too relaxed. So I think we. Really complement each
1: other really well in that respect, and that's probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. things about her. She's it. the the yin to my yang.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I would say my favorite thing is is being able to wake up every morning next to my best friend, and just being able to, to smile, make
0: me cry.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's it's almost a revel each each morning, and uh, it doesn't matter where we are, what you know, what our circumstances is, as long as she's there in the morning. That's that's really what counts. Well I like to play video games. That's kind of my <laughs> that's kind of my, my release, my little, you know, fantasy. And I know I don't always pick the best times. Um, they're they're a priority to me, but they're not really a priority over, you know, chores and that kind of stuff. Which
0: uh, Yeah, so I'd say our most
1: frequent or common
0: argument would be over the amount of video games. But sometimes it's not the amount because I buy him video games. I, I just bought him. Dark night and I bought the ps4 as a gift for Christmas so I don't mind the video games but you know I work full-time and I go to school and if I come home 11 o'clock at night and you're still playing video games I get I get frazzled like, I'm like oh god there's dishes in the sink I'm tired you're playing video games come on <laughs> so I'll have to say video games hands down. hands down. <laughs>
1: I, I try to keep my my priorities in check and make sure other other stuff is done first. But it's it's still you He's know it's still my yeah it's still my release and <laughs> the way I see it, video games you know they're they're not drugs it's not alcohol.
0: That's every man's excuse. Well, I yeah. could be out running with my boys.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I'm sticking to it. I'm not in the stream,
0: I'm not doing drugs.
1: If you, so if I'm you, not
0: an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, if you're talking to somebody and they're just kind of, we've got a couple friends on that are divorced now, and if they were to ask us what our problems are, and we're talking about video games, probably not so bad.
0: Yeah, we we've got our
1: issues are petty (laughs) compared to other people, (laughs) but it's 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 little little things.
0: Yeah, like me, I don't like dishes in the sink overnight, and I have like in my kitchen, I have my utensils on the wall. If my mom comes over, she'll put the larger one in front of the shorter one. It drives me crazy. I have to put the the, the long one in the back. Like, stop touching my stuff. Um, So, you've got little pet peeves like that.
1: Yeah, pet peeves, but I'm I'm generally pretty easygoing. It takes a lot to get under my skin. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, has she ever really gotten under your
1: skin? Well, we've gotten into some arguments. Trying to think, what about... I'd say like, I, I usually don't remember. We'll get in an argument and maybe like 24 hours, forty 20 hours later, I'll I'll completely forgotten the whole thing and I'll be just fine.
0: Yeah, and we don't go to bed angry because I won't be able to sleep. <laughs> so we don't, we, we don't go to bed angry. Like I might I might storm downstairs or upstairs or slam a door or, but by the end of the night <laughs> or the next morning, we have to resolve it. Or else I can't sleep.
1: So we don't. Yeah, we always make sure that we're we we communicating. And we we went to premarital counseling.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we
1: did counseling one, one at a time.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm trying to remember what, what the issues were.
0: <laughs> I think they were your family,
1: his okay. mom and his sister.
0: So my mom has, she moved to Atlanta in 2013. Toilet? So she's been here for couple years now um she lived with us in our first house um so she's been here for a little while so we're really
1: close but was that
0: hmm?
1: her living with you
0: i'll let him answer that one But look, look at me <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, like i said I'm, I'm pretty easygoing. um she has a few things that are that are kind of annoying uh <laughs> she, like she washes dishes like a five-year-old <laughs> so it, it means so when boring. you yeah it means you you pick up a dish and it's not really clean but it's in the what is in the clean rack and so i just kind of have to rewash it um what else does she do she she leaves a mess in in the room um you know little baggies of cheerios and stuff like that uh, but little little pet peeves we've never really had any any large clashes she doesn't really get into, in, into any of our business too much um one thing they would they do is they would gang up on me. That was annoying. But <laughs> didn't oh, tell. Uh, didn't oh tell. it would it would just be, I don't know. Well she would take my sides too sometimes. But sometimes they would both get on me for something. Uh, I probably did something, I don't know, maybe I deserve it. <laughs> but now, now I've got two bosses I'm hearing from. Uh, <laughs> How long did she did you
0: all live in the same house? Uh, two years. Mm-hmm. My mom, so she'd lived- she lost her job in Philadelphia and she moved here. So, and her mom had passed away. So she was on hard times. And um, yeah, she had a difficult time finding a job here. Because My mom, she's a CNA. And here in Georgia, you have to have your GED, at least, in order to perform that job. So when my mom came mm-hmm. here, she couldn't work because she didn't have her GED. So when she came here, I got her into classes and she worked really hard to pass all of the batteries that she needed to to get her GED. So she was very disgruntled that she actually had to live with us because she's very independent. She felt uh, like she was intruding. She just felt, you know, she didn't want to live with us. It wasn't by choice. She wanted to be on her own.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what was that conversation like? Um, even coming up with the idea—was it your idea to help her? And then, how did you guys, like, how did you feel about it before she got there?
1: Um, well, I think after we had found out, found out that she had lost her job, she didn't tell. Us. Um, yeah, we I had, had to pry it out of her. We had to like, we called her job. We had trying to figure out where she was. Um, I mean, it was really a quick conversation. Um, the, the easiest thing would be for her to come live with us. I didn't really have a problem with it. We had, we had space. That was just the next, the next logical thing. I know that, like, if it was my mom, it may have been a little bit more difficult, but it would still be nice to know that the you know the option was there, that we have plenty of rooms, you can take one anytime. Yeah, yeah.
0: But we really had to. I was, I had to find. I said, "Mom, uh, what's going on? Tell me." Because since my mom is always typically far away, she won't tell me things, especially when something's wrong. If someone dies, she doesn't want you to worry about stuff. She doesn't want me to worry. So she won't tell me things. I had to pry it out of her, and she started crying. Oh, I lost my job two months ago, and Betty's, Patty's trying to take the house, and she wants me to move out, and I don't have any money. I've gone through my savings, and I'm like, what? You, you could have said something. You don't have to put up with this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'll get you a ticket. Come on, come move with us. And she dropped everything she had, and she's been here since. Um. So, There are a lot of things that you can fight about, but at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, some things are really petty. uh, Just openly
1: communicate it. Video games. Yeah, just remember, (laughs) don't. Yeah, don't don't sweat the small stuff, and remember, pretty much everything is small stuff. Um, But one thing I would say is is have a kind of a happy place. Like for me, the the day we got married was was one of my happiest moments in my life, and a fall on my face every time mm-hmm. I, I think about it and it's I, it's hard not to it's almost impossible not to and all i have to do is is, is just think about it and and that's mm-hmm. kind of my happy place so it's and it's really easy to, to just conjure up and remember you know find your happy mm-hmm. place and figure out what that is for you guys you know what's what's that moment that you just can't you can't help but smile yeah. you know
0: i would also say Oh, something else I was going to say. Mm-hmm. and I, it,
1: Communication. Well, communications yeah, probably communication is probably always key.
0: But yeah, communication is really important. Really, I was going to say something else and I can't remember what it was. Oh, make sure you stay true to your individual selves and have something that you're passionate about outside of your relationship. I think that's, mm-hmm. for me right now, it's really been school for the past three years. But having something not that you don't share, but that your partner can support you. In. That it's something that you're ambitious about, you know, and that they support you. That's really important. Because yeah. while I'm in school, he's very supportive. He was also very supportive when I decided to transition to natural hair. I know it's straight right now, but I'm all natural. He's even tried to convince me to shave off my hair. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But he's very, he's very supportive when I went natural. Um, but it's important to kind of do your own thing separately. And uh, date night, do a date night at least once a month. Go out, do something, dress Uh up, have fun. So when I was in college, my girlfriend Liz, we had talked about going natural. When I moved out to California, I was like, there's no black people here. I don't know if I could go natural. I couldn't find hair products cause I was in Silicon Valley. I'd have to drive to Oakland to find black hair products. I could barely find a salon to do my hair. Um, so going natural where I was at in the area just didn't seem like the right time. But when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, wow, there are more women here with natural hair than there are who are relaxed. I can do this here. So I started transitioning, and this was at the same time. He's got all the YouTube videos and the how-tos going up to figure out how to do my own hair. Um, So I watched a lot of YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. and I would bring home tons of product. And, of course, he would try them all, and he still does. He uses (laughs) all my hair products. He even combines them together. He creates new concoctions and uses my hair products. Um, But he was very supportive, and I transitioned. I cut off several inches and started wearing my hair in twists, and and in my process of transitioning, he started growing his long. And at one point, it was like down to here. And one time, he was hugging me from the back, and his sister said, who's this girl? He said, she's hugging. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
1: those, and those were the first words she'd said to me after not seeing her for like two years.
0: Yeah. Who's this girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I know how much of a, of a, of a struggle, you know, hair can be, and so... Mm-hmm. Certainly no need to go through anything uh, obscene on my account, no, you know, yeah, easy, easy, as easy as possible. It's, that's that's kind of how I am. Yeah,
0: hair is a struggle. It is a struggle.
1: Um, you know, you when you fantasize about things like maybe the perfect job or maybe even like a vacation or, you know, a relationship, there's still a lot of work that goes involved, a lot of work behind the scenes, behind the curtain, that you really don't think about, but it's but it's there. It's there. Whether you know, there's whether it's planning, whether it's communication, there's still a fair amount of work that has to be done just to keep you know, it's a, it's a it's kind of a living thing and it's growing and evolving and it's changing and it's dynamic. And it takes work to to meet those needs and to meet those changing needs just, just like a like a baby or a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I would also say expectations. So I think sometimes as a woman, you have all these expectations or you think you may have communicated something, but in reality, you may not have. So it could be that I'm thinking, well, I did say to do this, but then he'll say, well, you didn't say explicitly I wanted it this way. So a lot of things may come off not exactly the way you intended them to. You're like, well, I said we were doing this, but you didn't say it was right now or or i say oh babe can you take out the trash and if you don't say can you take out the trash now that might mean take out the trash two days later or just the expectation of timing of things um is different to different people Mm. Mm
1: -hmm. well you you're a very high performer so you used to have high expectations of of others yes Mm -hmm. and if she says take out the trash that means on my way out i will take out the trash (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> and even if that means on his way out, it's like four hours later. <laughs>
1: yeah. why does he have out this Like,
0: if so, if, you're, if you're in the bathroom and you mm-hmm. say, "Could you give bring me some toilet paper?" I mean, now. I don't mean tomorrow.
1: <laughs> Final parting word. I would say that before you get married, make sure that you. Love the person that you are with that day, not with expectations of who they might become later, or with the feeling that you might be able to change mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. or or kind of mold them into kind of what you want. You, you have to be completely satisfied with who they are right there in front of you. Mm-hmm. I would say that that's one of key.
0: Yeah. I'd also say because we've we have a lot of friends who are married. We've also have a lot of friends who are now divorced. And the ones who are divorced, we pretty much knew before they got married that they would end up being divorced. And a lot of time, they don't mesh well together. You have to find someone who compliments you. You don't want someone who's your mirror image because you might just... You you're, You don't want some marry someone who is your mirror image. You want someone to compliment you. Someone that could do the things that you can't, and also support you and push you. Um, and just not marrying out of convenience, or, you know, we, we've had some friends pregnant, get married. Now they're divorced, multiple kids. Um, mm-hmm. So just not getting married out of convenience or without spending enough time to really get to know that person. Yeah.
1: Yeah, say so it's all about perspective. Um, try, to, try to take on a different perspective and see things from another angle. Uh, that Mm -hmm. that definitely will help you have to kind of get out of your shoes and kind of get behind sometimes you may put up a wall or or let things things like pride get in the way Mm -hmm. Uh, but take on your spouse's perspective and, and see kind of from another angle